0: Over the last three weeks We've had very strange intros in this voice mm-hmm. Should we try a different voice? I think so I quite like this one though. It's, it's very fine voice. gentle Please don't struggle Everything's going to be fine No, no, no You'll harm the restraints shh, 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 shh. I've prepared your quarters most adequately I've made brunch I've made eggs benedict now I did make it before the kidnapping took place so it may be a little cold but I can put it back in the oven for you I mean if you'd like as a microwave the days has split (laughs) the sauce has turned (laughs) okay okay cool um Hello and welcome to Hardy Dice Friends, episode seventy-five. Yeah. Episode seventy-five bold, question mark. My name is Grant Howitt. This this old boy over here. This boy is Christopher Taylor, that's and me. we're here. We're Tim, and, we, that's him, and mm. we're here to answer your role-playing game questions. Whether you'd like us to or not, but hopefully, whether you'd like us to. Please, please. Yeah. We have had a week. We have been we have been dealing with with other writers.
1: We have. It's been novel.
0: It's been kind of exciting, honestly So um, we're we're doing a Kickstarter in, in October We can kind of hopefully. announce that now yeah, I'd like hopefully. to say
1: hopefully like, It's not like this is the date But like, no, that's what um, we're aiming for
0: If everything goes to plan, October And we, uh, we're doing an expansion for Spire And we've hired uh, a few other writers I'm going to say up to nine Depending on how things go Yeah, And it's been really interesting and exciting To work with other writers Because I don't work well with other writers Aside from Chris
1: that is very true,
0: uh, but and, and like, and like by by which I mean I don't work well writing for other people um, because they try and tell me what to do, and I'm like, but my ideas are better. Why would you do
1: this? <laughs> they frequently are, to be
0: fair. What my ideas? Yeah. Well, thank you, but not always, <laughs> which is the issue. <laughs> um, and so it's been. It's and so we've had people come in and write, um, uh, outline scenarios for Spy, and it's been really exciting to see what people have come up with.
1: It's really nice seeing something you've made put in the hands of somebody else and then taking it in their own specific way. Yeah. Which is really fun.
0: It's it's kind of like, we didn't want just people to write exactly the same thing we would, otherwise there's no point in hiring them aside from it's more time efficient. Yeah. So we wanted people to sort of have their own um style. And yeah, it's really interesting. We've got we've got a whole variety of different stories to tell, although they're mainly about um revolution in a in a cursed tile fantasy city.
1: Well I mean there is a certain theme to be had, you know Yes.
0: If they weren't that would be a problem. <laughs> yes. This one's about dogs. Alright, let's talk. What kind of dogs? Are they good dogs? <laughs> I mean obviously. Yeah. Well but I mean are th- who watches the watchdogs, Chris? Ah. Are they good the dog dogs? Watch watches. Or Watch Dog the dog watchers The uh, Are they good uh, you know what I was gonna c was gonna make a morality joke, but I think we all know what I'm going for, right?
1: <laughs> dogs are great, it's fine.
0: Yeah, dogs are brilliant. There's, there's no need to carry this one on to its natural conclusion. No. Chris, we have a bevy of questions.
1: Uh we do. We have a we have a, sh- a small short question to answer first though.
0: Mmm. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. <laughs> sound mm. very
1: suspicious. <laughs>
0: No, I'm just I'm relaxing into my high-backed leather armchair that I record in. Oh,
1: okay. I
0: didn't mm. to having some lunchtime brandy.
1: Um, so, Missy wrote into the website. Is this Missy Elliot, do you think? I believe so. Yes. Are you willing to take consultations? That is to say, can I throw money at you for you to tell me how my game is shit?
0: You can always throw money at us. We will take e- money
1: for pretty much anything.
0: Yeah, even if you're not Missy Elliot. Yeah. Um, Although if oh, but, you are, yeah. that would be cool. Although I'll be honest with you, I would charge Missy Elliot more because I, I know I, I know she's good for it. Yeah, um, yeah. If I mean, like uh, uh, originally we'd set like we we had a consultation form on our on our website which which we put around back before we were Rowan Rick and Deckard. Uh, back when we were just Rick and Deckard, uh, before we involved someone with an ounce of business sense. <laughs> Um, but we, uh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Missy didn't leave any sort of email or means of contacting them. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. So, yes, we are. Please email us or get back in touch through the same form and give us away and give us a way of talking to you. But we are available for consultations. Uh, we are game designers. I mean, even though we just talk about Willy's um, on this show, well, I talk about Willy's on the show all the time. Um, we're actually quite good at our jobs. Yeah, I think.
1: We're not dead yet. So, sorry, we're not dead yet. I,
0: well, yeah,
1: and that we haven't starved to death through lack of money or been right, shot. Right, because
0: it's not, it's not like we're mercenaries or pilots. Oh, we should become mercenaries. No.
1: Yeah, well, neither of us can
0: see. How are we going to shoot straight? Oh, it's just suppressive fire. That's ah, that's, oh, that's true. Yeah, I think I think the thing about suppressive fire is then you have to do something else. You can't just Suppressive fire There has to be A second action
1: Well essentially What we do is We charge by the hour
0: mm, Charge by the s- bullet
1: No charge by the hour And suppress okay. That's it And it's just like right, right, what, yeah. Two years Three years
0: I guess like What we could do Is offer our services In addition to other Better mercenaries <laughs> Yes Bullet we hose ink We will cover you Now I will say also I don't think I want to be That close to a gun That's firing that Quickly and loudly For that long That's true We've set up Something automated yeah, it's true. <laughs> Here's a handgun. Replace I've put ourselves a with elastic band around it. Sorry?
1: Re- replace ourselves with robots.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: Anyway, would you like um, an actual question?
0: Yes, Missy, please uh please write back and get in touch. And also anyone else who wants to um like if Chris will tell you how your game is shit, I will tell you how your game is great. <laughs> we do we, we do we do good cop, useful cop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Friendly cop. Actually
0: actually helpful. God. Yeah. Alright, yeah. Give me give me a second question.
1: Okay. Rantilla, Rantilla from Reddit asks, What is the best RPG to introduce your too cool for D and D friends to? Is there a way? Now I thought this was interesting because we can't often get up what's a great first RPG? Yeah. But what if you've got people who are actually like, nah, that's that stuff's for nerds?
0: Surely they're too busy off like kissing people and um like buying expensive drinks in bars,
1: and going to Lindy Hops, going to Lindy Hops, uh, working high-paid
0: office jobs, yeah, um, flying in private jets. I'm trying. To, like, what do people who don't play role-playing games like? Buy what? do they, they, they like? Are like are they are they wealthy people who don't like role-playing games, or are they normal? I, I think, think they're I just know. normal. Football. Sports. That's let's just, that just generalise sport. Yeah, sport um, or soaps, scripted reality TV. Oh, okay, <laughs>
1: I thought that that was a a dig at the cleanliness of a community.
0: <laughs> I mean, we do whiff a bit. <laughs> um, I think I think you've maybe got a bit of a, a bit of a challenge there with your friends are too. If you think your friends are too cool for D and D. In that they're, they're like they're already on the back foot, like so yeah. you, they're already on the defensive. Like, oh, I don't know, man, I'm pretty cool. I got to go and um, you know, kiss football or whatever it is that people do. What <laughs> Your level of think... understa- understanding is astounding. <laughs> I've not talked to a normal person since I worked in an office, and that was seven years ago. <laughs> That's fair. Right. I just, I guess, like bartenders, but it's not like I have deep conversations with them. Yeah, true. I, I think you should go something very silly. So, like, your honey heists, your lasers and feelings, your big motherfucking crab truckers, that sort of thing. Something very silly, something very rules-like, with very little preparation, which gives people the opportunity to to sort of dick about. Yeah. And that lets them not take it seriously and have fun. Um, Because
1: one of the the big problems is if you just do, say, mm D&D, with people that are too cool for D&D, is that they're not going to... Seriously, get on the same wavelength as everybody else to tell a cooperative story. No, because they don't know they don't know what that wavelength is yet. But also, they're they're, they're coming from a place of
0: active resistance. Yes, <laughs> you really you're really starting off on a bad foundation here. Yeah.
1: So, what I was thinking mm-hmm. was games that are kind of parlor gamey rather than rpg
0: Oh, like like gateway drugs, like monikers.
1: No, I mean more in the oh, okay. RPG spectrum, like Dread. Oh,
0: okay. okay, something with a bit of spectacle to it. Ten
1: Candles?
0: Ten, oh, Ten Candles you've got to take so seriously. Yeah, I guess. But Also, it's also apparent that it's quite hard to read the rules in the dark.
1: <laughs> I can imagine. Mm. But games like that have a, a sense of circumstance, uh, pomp and circumstance to them because they're mm. There's, there's clearly like an interactive mechanic that you can see mm. and deal with. um, And that might kind of sideways move them from understanding at least what board games are even if you don't really play. Yeah. To being able to put a narrative to rules.
0: Yes, that makes sense. I have a question for you. Oh, do you? Yeah. Fan says, my group wants a completely PvP campaign. How do I impress on them just how bad this idea is? PvP, by the way, for the uninitiated means player versus player, or uh, people like player characters who are fighting one another. Anyway, Chris, please.
1: Um, I think that the easiest way would just be to hit them with your car.
0: <laughs> well, and then explain to them afterwards, during, before. Well,
1: you're yelling out the window.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly okay. why PvP campaigns are bad,
1: because <laughs> almost universally they are the worst. They're very bad. First off, you're you're taking a cooperative game mm-hmm. and making it about being a dick to the person sitting next to you,
0: mm-hmm. giving
1: somebody literally a license to ruin fun. Mm. Um, but oh, also, well, ninety nine yeah. percent of systems are not built with that in mind.
0: No, the, some of the games just do falls it. apart. Like it's the thing. Chris and I don't write systems with PvP rules in. No. It's like no, nope, talk it out. Nope. It's like it's <laughs> no, like it's no, like no, like, like, nah, you simply can't do it. Get on get on with each other I don't care but um, there's there was a I don't know whether I've talked about this on the show before we had uh, two D&D games for a while you were in one very briefly um, for uh, it started off in 3.5 and then moved up to 4th mm-hmm. uh, and there was Team Good and Team Evil and right. they were they were adventuring in the same world we were on Team Good uh, they are adventuring in the same world and there's one GM was running both and then about I think two years after the campaign started he had both teams fight each other Right. And the team with the highest initiative won. Yep. because they they got in there, like hit hit the high, acted first, fired off their dailies, and wiped the floor with people before before they could use healing surges.
1: Yeah, that's how th- that's how it works.
0: Yeah, the idea with D&D is you're supposed to take low to moderate damage on multiple occasions, and then use healing surges to 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 boost yourself back up.
1: Yeah, there's no way to deal with burst damage.
0: No. And similarly, um, so I mean, that's the thing. Some games are written for it, and I think what I like if you are if they are interested in the PvP campaign, Dogs in the Vineyard.
1: Yeah, Dogs in the Vineyard actually works perfectly with PvP.
0: It's it's designed for it. It's much more fun to do PvP than it is to do PVE in Dogs. Uh, I really rate that system for it. It's now one fan says my group wants a completely PvP campaign. Is that no enemies?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure how you would actually run a completely PvP campaign because how? Yeah. everybody's a separate faction unto themselves, and if they want to do any in quotation marks plot, yeah. they'd have to do it individually. How would how would that work?
0: I could see a I could see a game which starts PvP and progresses to PvE Yeah, like even... like, like uh, we're all warring Viking clans or biker gangs.
1: Yeah, or even like an arena-style gladiatorial combat thing, yeah. which is just about having a fight with other people. That's that kind of works. Yeah, but a camp like a multiple-week
0: campaign. Of that? I have no clue how that would function and be interesting. I mm. mean, I think they should just play a computer game. Go yeah. play Paladins. That's quite good. Yeah, that's quite I mean, good. It's free. It's free fighters PvP. Yeah, but you know, it's only two player. That's true. I sp- uh, um tell you what. All play single on um, on a private server of player unknowns battlegrounds. Yeah, there you go. That's significantly easier, and you can play too. Yeah, it'll probably be about as much fun. <laughs> All right, That's Chris. Forty
1: minutes in, you get winged by a bullet.
0: Well, it would be someone you knew. So yeah, and like, could go around and hit them. Like I, I'd, I, I'd, I I'd have voice voice chat as mandatory, and like yes. you have to you have to give people like cryptic clues as to where you are. Diddle dee dee and diddle dee house.
1: <laughs> diddle dee dee and diddle dee behind you.
0: Behind <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> Would you like another question?
0: Um, I do want another question. Yeah. Okay.
1: okay. Mr JYP from Reddit asks, "What's in a starting adventure?" That's yeah. a great. I found what, it, it,
0: what is a man? <laughs> but a miserable pile of secrets.
1: I thought this was quite an interesting question because, mm. you, in theory, anybody can write an adventure for D&D.
0: Uh, Pig yeah, cave. They, they, pick they can't monster, stop you.
1: Knock yourself out.
0: Yeah.
1: But a starting <laughs> adventure.
0: <laughs> I really like the idea. Of just, 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 like a boar in a cave. <laughs> yeah. Just. just Welcome through the to a world of adventure. <sighs> Go on. Um,
1: a starting adventure has to have a lot of different qualities in it. That, Does it that a later adventure doesn't necessarily have to have?
0: I suppose it has to get you started.
1: Well, potentially one. Yeah, it has to have um, some element of origin story to it. Mm. Like, why are you involved here? Why are you doing this? Um, but it also has to have things like setting the tone. Um, yes, often a smattering of different rules so that people can experience all different bits of the system,
0: like a like a tutorial element. Yeah, yeah,
1: and like, what other elements does a starting adventure
0: need to really shine? I think it needs to it needs to have a, a enough room to explore, but not but enough constraints to push the players in a certain direction. Right. So, so like, you're
1: looking you're looking more linear than.
0: I think I mean, I think it depends on the game, and p- part of the issue with spire um, is that we refuse to write linear adventures, <laughs> yes, um, so as far as starting adventures go it 's um, it's like oh, a starting adventure in d and d is ah, brave adventurers, you have come into my tavern, pretty there is a dungeon underneath my tavern, which is full of rats, rats of quite an unusual size, and some of them have learned magic. Please go down there, and i 'll give you this shiny coin. Whereas in Spire, it's like, can you conduct a full police investigation whilst being hunted by the police?
1: <laughs> or oh, more generally, can, can you just make this, and just like a wide hand gesture, better?
0: <laughs> so the city's unequal, can you sort of fix that a bit, but not really?
1: <laughs> but give it a shot, eh?
0: Give it a shot. So I think there's a real, there's kind of a stumbling block to that, and it's like there's 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 a mindset you have to get into. It's like, oh, you know what? I'm go- I'm going to push forward. I'm going to um, suggest NPCs. I'm going to, you know, make this happen. I think we wrote the system to support that. But your more traditional games, I think, something along the lines of you know Dungeons and Dragons, your Wilders of Darkness, your um, Darknesses of Heresy. You've got a hub location where the players are either trapped or have no reason to leave. A three things off to one side which all support the fourth thing where the adventure is mm-hmm. and that's basically it so you've got a pub, a church a magic item shop and a dungeon and they all have little hooks for things if you want to go and talk to people in the pub they'll be like, oh I lost my wife down the dungeon last week maybe you go find her she was slower than me <laughs> Um, and then and then the people in the church are like, oh, I lost my owlbear down at the dungeon last week. I wondered if you go find her me. for me.
1: <laughs> I don't know why that's the one thing <laughs> that kills everyone, just being a bit slow. Well, it
0: just loses them. They're not dead yet. <laughs> they are Nothing dead. down there. Nothing down there. Now an there's a wife and an owlbear. There's <laughs> a wife and an owlbear. I do hope they're getting on.
1: Hey, I lost my sandwich down there. I think <laughs> the owlbear had it.
0: The owlbear's had that, yeah. You didn't, you didn't put... Um, Moise in it, did you? Or I guess moist bears? I'm trying to think what owl bears eat.
1: Owl moise? I'm getting. I guess. It- <laughs> Beaks and love of cheese.
0: So I'm guessing, do they eat the. Hmm. Quicker side here. Mm-hmm. And by quicker side, I mean this is going to be the main subject of the <laughs> podcast for a while. Owl bears. Yes. Body of a bear, head of an right. owl, appropriately sized for a bear. Yes. <laughs> Rather than just a tiny owl head spinning around. <laughs> now. So, do they eat owl stuff or bear stuff
1: i I think the technical answer is all stuff
0: they eat flesh right I arms, think,
1: I think they eat more like owls,
0: right owls with the power of a bear, yes, now,
1: so like a big ma- a big mouse is an elk,
0: right, so we're looking at deer, that sort of thing, yeah now, I guess my second question is is it do they therefore uh, eat an owl mouse, which is a mouse with the head of an owl, or the body, or, or like uh, awfully a mouse with the body of an owl?
1: <laughs> if you can imagine <laughs> such a horrendous <laughs>
0: image, uh, like I th- cannot fly, crawling around.
1: I, th- I think they would eat the mouse with the head of an owl
0: or a mouse bear, because be I'm so down soft. Imagine a little mouse bear. Or oh like my god! It. it would be it's a like,
1: bear that you could have in your house.
0: Like I'm figuring it's going to be about the size of a handbag dog. Yeah. Um, so got... like
1: built in that size, not like yeah, square. Yeah,
0: like, like square. Mm. Like it's, 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 like, it's like a sizable brick.
1: It's going to be ripping the straps on the handbag were
0: you to put it yeah, in there. Yeah, for sure. Like You want at least a duffel for this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got the body of a bear and the face of a nice mouse. I would
1: prefer it if it was just a small bear. But I will take what I get, what I'm given. To be honest with
0: you, what about if it had the bod, the face of a bear and a tiny mouse body? That becomes unpleasant again. Yeah,
1: that's instantly a monster.
0: That's that's going to try and take my fucking foot off.
1: <laughs> I don't like that at all.
0: I I wish there were more things like owlbears. There's a lot of stupid monsters in D and D. Don't get me wrong, but there's not enough just so. Instantly, intoxicatingly Stupid as the owlbear
1: Yes, but also, like, the owlbears Once you've been looking at them for <laughs> However many years mm. They stop looking stupid
0: I now think they're awesome Yeah But I love introducing people to them yes. Hello, this is oh, my owlbear yeah. I lost him down the dungeon <laughs>
1: <That> my sandwich? <laughs>
0: um, well, over there, have you seen my sandwich?
1: <laughs> no, but I've seen the owlbear Um was I that, that that accent just knocks it, information out of my head.
0: We were talking um, about um, how how uh, how exciting it is to introduce them to people.
1: Yes, when you've got people who haven't played D anD D before mm. and like they have a broad knowledge of orcs and elves yeah. and whatnot. And, go, and this slides picture across table is your nemesis. <laughs> I <don't know> what? <coughs> <coughs> who who did this? This is stupid. This is for children. Beholders. Oh, beholders.
0: Get, getting to teach someone say, to say, listen, these are some of the main bad guys in D&D. <laughs> or even a grell. Grell is still stupid.
1: Grell is still stupid, but like that, that wonderful thing of like, no, no, seriously, it's a big brain. It's, got it's like a brain the size
0: of a coffee table.
1: And it's got a beak. Where's the, the beak, beak go? The, the just beak on the, the, the brain s- material.
0: Yeah. yeah, just at the bottom. It's like an octopus, but you replace the bag of octopus with a big brain. Mm-hmm. Increase the size of the beak and make the tentacles paralyze you. And also it can fly. Oh yeah, it doesn't swim, does it? No. It just seems a bit... Like they yes anded too hard. Yeah. You know? Like Aboleth. That's fine. Aboleth's fine. Uh, No, I I always had a
1: problem with them because um, in the Adventure I ran that featured them Mm. they weren't found in
0: water. Well, I mean they are water-dwelling creatures.
1: Yes, but the interesting thing is they're, they're also incredible spellcasters. Right. So what they did is they just conjured a bubble of water with wherever oh, they okay. were. And, and rolled just popped it about
0: on the surface. Like <laughs> a hamster <laughs> ball. <laughs> like, like, those, um, like a Zorb.
1: Yeah, but
0: hmm.
1: when they're the main bad guy in your campaign it's really hard to stop your players from laughing as one trundles over the horizon at you. That Looking is like yeah. somebody on one of those Pay a hundred quid and get an
0: experience bro <laughs> I just thought it would be nice to bring my wife out. You know, <laughs> we've never the, done this sort of thing before. Things have been quiet of late. I went. I did a. I uh, did a drive a Ferrari day uh, last year down at Silverstone, and it was very. I couldn't fit in the car, but it, it, it looked very nice.
1: The ambience um, was 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 to die for.
0: If this is good, I have a Groupon for a hot air balloon trip. <laughs> Going to take my going to take my stepson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that made it too real. <laughs> I didn't like that.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I, I quite like 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 I, like Abileth dad is just doing his best. Yeah. Aboleth's, by the way, are uh, a catfish the size of a transit van yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's powerfully psychic and they're geniuses. That's, yeah, they. Uh, I think like in fiction, they ruled the world before humans arrived. Uh, before like the two-legged races arrived. Yeah. So bunch of bobbins. I'm kind of down with them. The fact, the fact that they've got mind control.
1: In fact, actually, can we just talk about, about other
0: stupid monsters? Yeah, shit, man. I mean, this is the Fomorians. podcast for it, right? Fomorians. Yeah. They're, um, um ugly fae, right? Just ants. Oh, many. I'm think what am I thinking of? Fearbolgs? Yeah, I think so. Begins with F? Yeah, so Femorians, ants. Just big ants. Not like, not like ant boys.
1: No, 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 just like take a, t- take an ant, yeah. Make it a full cortina.
0: Hang on, no, um. Okay, was it, what, I didn't realize it was hypothetical, so I put this ant down.
1: Well, no, but make it bigger.
0: Okay. Oh, got it. Oh, oh, it's in half. Oh,
1: no. No, that is. No. no. Uh, put down uh-huh. both halves of the ant.
0: Oh, um, yeah, let's, 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 stick with, let's stick with our mind palace on this yeah, one. Yeah, let's let's
1: deal with the real ant later.
0: Okay, um But
1: cool. it's a big ant,
0: right? That can talk. Right. Oh, they can, can talk.
1: Yep. Yeah. And they do all the normal ant stuff. <laughs>
0: Okay, like getting in your cupboards, that sort of thing. Yeah,
1: but with opposable thumbs. And Um, they seem to have kind of elevated ant stuff to a very complicated culture. So they've got, like, guards with halberds outside of the Queen's Room and things like that. mm, And I just... Just just making things big isn't a monster.
0: Well, it's monstrous. I mean, I'm more scared of them than I am of normal ants.
1: Um, That is true. Um... Although normal ants with opposable thumbs, we would lose that war.
0: I think if they had opposable thumbs all the time, yes. Yeah. But like yeah. they don't. It's not like they have the ability to forge metal items yet. Yes. Yet, they, I mean, we don't know what they've got going on down there, do we? It's all a mystery. Yeah. No,
1: and yet, and yet, for art's sake, we fill their lairs with aluminium. <laughs> Pouring molten aluminium down an ant's nest because it looks pretty.
0: I yeah, I mean, I generally use um, boiling water, but yeah.
1: Well, yeah, because they take they dig it out and then they've got there.
0: Oh uh, right, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because I mean, that, that's I mean, you've got to really hate those ants. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's that's been an asshole at that. Just
0: melting melting gold. <laughs> not just you. Not just you would ants. try to take my domain. You will but, wear a crown of gold, ants. But to future people with a metal detector. Can you imagine yeah. how annoying that would be? I found a hole! <laughs> no.
1: Aluminium doesn't go off on a metal detector?
0: No, it doesn't, no. no. It's not the magnetic. Um, there's so many stupid monsters. There
1: really are. And every single new RPG game adds another stupid
0: monster. What's ours? We don't really have any monsters. <gasps> Riddle peg. Yeah, the riddle pig. The riddling pig. Oh my god, the fucking riddle pig. A pig that drives you mad. I wasn't so, like, from what I could tell, the riddle pig ate madness and then people. Yeah. I, I was never quite sure how it drove you mad. I think it just looked at you,
1: it whispered secrets.
0: Right, yes. Yeah. So it, it, it was a talking pig that you yeah. summoned through means. And then you had a pig for a bit. Yeah. You had to make sure he didn't speak to you
1: you can you can see why I made it get cut every time,
0: so the riddling pig was something I wanted to put into spire, and Chris made me cut it, and I respect that mm-hmm. and we um we'll we'll be able to announce this soon, but we 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 were writing a um a role playing game for a for actually for, for another franchise we were doing it we were doing it for another i p it should be it should be coming out next month, but um I tried to put the riddling pig into that, and it was instantly removed.
1: Who knew, right? <laughs>
0: Instant I thought I thought it was fitting. But instantly removed think, and replaced with something else. I don't else. think
1: a pig that squeals secrets is ever fitting. It whisper
0: I'll write my own damn game.
1: You literally do that every time. That'll month.
0: be that'll be my next one pager riddling pig. But I guess <laughs> I guess it's doing like I don't know. It's a piggy bank and you all put secrets. Forgery. In it. Ah oh it's one of those games. Yeah. Right down and then you a
1: squeal way. and throw the piggy bank as hard as you can at the person you like the
0: least. <laughs> and then interview them to see how they felt. Yeah. And then take a selfie. <laughs> right. And
1: any secrets embedded embedded in the uh, unfortunate person must be read aloud.
0: Mm, and then they become spells in the follow-up lot. Yep. I've got a question for you.
1: Ask me a question.
0: Charlie X asks... If you had the ability to make an ostentatious, invisible sun-style games monolith, what would the hearty dice, gigantic RPG in a box contain? Uh, too much stuff. Like more be, more than invisible sun.
1: Yes, what I want is is so much stuff in the box that the box doesn't quite close right. Oh, that's good. Just so, it just it's a it's a bit wonky. Like it, the top. It really spent. upsets the the warehouse managers
0: and the people who have to pack it into boxes. Can we have can we have boxes that don't tessellate well?
1: Yeah, exactly. And, like, the, the the top lid, you can never get
0: it to touch all four corners at once. No, 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 definitely not. Now, I think as well we shouldn't explain what all the things do. No. They should seem crucial.
1: And one of them should be sealed in, like, a silver packet. Mmm. Like a very fat booster pack type thing.
0: And it just says open when we tell you, but we never tell no, them. No, 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 it's just blank. Oh, just leave can, it blank. Can we have an icon on there, which is nowhere yes. else in the game? Yep. I think like I think the, the thing I'd like to do is 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 have like custom dice with like you know runes and skulls and eyes and stuff on there, and then have those have pictures of those icons appear in certain parts of the game, yep. but then never explain how the dice are used.
1: <laughs> it also comes with one of those popper dice, like you get in the middle of Ludo. Mmm, yes, so there's different types of dice,
0: you know what they called that in America what popmatic trouble popmatic trouble mm-hmm that's too much words it is and also like the, the, the whole sort of ludo's not a great game, I'd say it's no. a bad game, but the fact that you've got a you've got a a sort of dome that you push down on to to, to make your dice go around i don't think I don't think that's enough of a gimmick.
1: No, I think it was useful in that, as somebody who just played board games occasionally with
0: kids, mm. that would be invaluable. They couldn't eat the dice. They couldn't lose the dice. You they had to really dice. work hard to get at those tasty boys.
1: Yep, you had to. Sm- you'd have to smash your way in, and then even then, they're, <laughs> they're only tiny dice.
0: Yeah, that's true. They pass them no problem. So, this, so this thing is this isn't a Rowan Rook and Deckard. Invisible Sun style games modelers.
1: No, it's not. It's not what we'd actually do <clears> if we had the money to make something that deluxe. No, this is hearty dice bullshit.
0: Hearty dice bullshit. I think there was a lovely, it's a lovely suggestion on the Discord that you were in the box.
1: <laughs> Just coiled up.
0: Yeah, I could and probably like, fit.
1: I'm very well, large, but I fold up small.
0: You do. You're you're you're, you're very, very flexible. Weirdly. Um. And so just bundle you up like a like like a discarded co hanger. Yeah. Put you like in a there, tissue. And then and then you sort of concertina out. <sighs> 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 just
1: naked and screaming and just run out
0: <laughs> What year is it?
1: There's still time. All of my left side covered in dried blood.
0: Mm. Not yours?
1: Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. But yeah. the right side are completely untouched.
0: parts of you shaved <laughs> not evenly no 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 like roughly like mm. someone someone with a knife did it yes some sort of vouchers i'd like to get i'd like to get a branding up op- like like a tie in there's no sort of i what i'd like to get is a voucher for kebab shops <laughs> and i know that's not possible because they don't operate in chains the only one i've seen is the is is the german Donner kebab shop and that isn't proper on a kebab, that taste of things. right? I had that and it tasted a lamb.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's just um, an envelope that looks like a very artfully drawn kebab gift certificate. Um, it's just got a
0: fiver in it. has got a
1: tenner in it. Yeah. Tenor. <laughs> and that's for the winner of the
0: game. I think, yeah, it would be possible to win and lose. Yep. Uh, I think we'd have an ARG element in it. Yes. And that would basically be, be, be around finding Chris Chris's and my phone numbers.
1: <laughs> Which isn't hard. <laughs> it's really not.
0: I've probably put mine on Twitter at some point.
1: <laughs> I accidentally posted my full address to the Discord.
0: Your, well, your full phone number? My full address. Oh, well, that's all right. Everyone knows what my address is as well, because it's the address for our business. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you want to come round and say hello, it's not that hard, actually. <laughs> like, like, don't. But, <laughs> no, please don't make this weird. It's not that I don't like you. I just don't like it when anyone knocks on the door.
1: Yeah, we are we are easily reachable
0: people, of, and
1: creatures of habit. So mm. it is not hard to forget us.
0: Um, I also I kind of want a load of like rubber dongs in there.
1: Well, that would replace the the hand that grips the card, surely.
0: So would w- would it be like a prehensile rubber? No, not prehensile, no just like, be it, a would, normal, it would end. A normal... It would end in a hand. I guess you could put it in the um. <laughs> yeah,
1: you just 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 tuck a corner in
0: oh sorry that just that's really painful, just imagining that mm. okay, I'm back good I did sorry, I wasn't tucking a corner in. I figured that it, was, it, was deep, <laughs> it was a deep enough slit to just have the entire card in there. oh and that's God. a really unpleasant situation.
1: No, no no, just tuck a corner in mm. just, just holds it there yeah <laughs> swaying slightly under the air conditioning.
0: I think there'd be a lot of incriminating pictures of Monty Cook <laughs> like like overexposed Polaroids of Monty Cook
1: but just like we just take PR photos ah, okay. just no, overexpose I, I, them
0: I was going to follow him around and do like candid photographs and if he does something incriminating cool but otherwise it'd just be him like feeding his cat you know, walking the dog, <laughs> going to the shops
1: No, I'd be like photoshopping in one of those old timey plungers for TNT <laughs> just next to him while he's doing the
0: coffee I, I was thinking of photoshopping a lot of like Victorian era sex workers they're it's like in Monty black and Python
1: style into the background yeah yeah
0: they're in black and white and it's like what's he into
1: <laughs> maybe we could just include Monty Cook's phone number in there
0: I mean that's uh, that's infinitely more valuable than ours which are already and, and publicly then, available you've got to,
1: the, the game, the, the game to win the gift certificate is just to convince Monty Cook to run this game for you
0: Mm, interesting. We'd probably be fair he'd probably make a
1: very good job of it. He,
0: he's a very he's a very good game designer, and I assume game runner, I've never seen him run a game. I think he might be upset at the incriminating pictures of himself in the box.
1: <laughs> well, we'll have to take some things in our stride.
0: Could there be a map which which has directions to his house?
1: <laughs> but it's just like one of those star map
0: of LA. Well I'm thinking one of I'm... them circles. I'm... <laughs> I'm thinking it's um, it's just, it's like there's a missing piece of the puzzle, mm. and so like and so like every person who buys HDF RPG has to come together and then and and like and like build this map out of fragments to reveal the secret, which is Monty Cook's maybe not his house, but maybe just like where he goes for coffee.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, although traditionally, that um, special edition of a game. With multiple parts of a map has mm-hmm. not gone well.
0: Well, no, they did that for the Bookends of London, didn't they? They did, and and that flopped hard.
1: Well, it was such a good thing because just to tell everybody, there was uh, the Bookends of London special edition is a wonderful, wonderful book. Um, Pelgrim Press outdid themselves with it. Um, you got a leather-bound copy of the book. You got a, a, a satchel from the main character in the book. You got. Uh, 1930s ephemera I got a book on witches with my copy which was re- generally an interesting book get coins all sorts of stuff that's just like in the bottom of this guy's bag mm. and one of the things you got was a piece of a London map with a symbol drawn on it and the idea was that you you and everybody else who bought this special because there are only 100 copies mm. would, get, would c- collect together and solve the mystery and then you'd win a prize which was nice. great yeah. Except if you go to the forums, it's me and three other people <laughs> just real excited about this thing and missing a good, what, 97 pieces
0: of information. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it just didn't happen.
0: Because, uh, yeah, you've really got to rely on everyone wanting to do the ARG. Yeah, like at least
1: 80% of the people have to be on board. Yeah. And I swear to God there were like four of us.
0: Well, that's, that's great because I don't think we're going to sell more than four copies.
1: Oh well, that's great. So we need to split all the information to four.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not really. I don't have enough enthusiasm or brain to actually write an ARG. So <laughs> it would probably just be a series of like word searches, and it would be the same word searches in everyone's. But we'd heavily imply you had to team up. But you're looking for different words. Ah, uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are spelled differently. <laughs> wrong. Do you mean wrong? Yeah, wrong. Chris asked me a question.
1: I will ask you a question. Uh, Beardy asks: I really want to play a Necromancer Star character, but I don't really want to be evil but Grimdark. Do you have any suggestions for how to pull this off beyond the obvious ones of removing the evil tag from spells, etc.? Uh,
0: nursing home assistant. Oh. So you oh, that's are
1: sinister and wonderful.
0: Well, not like. I guess it's a little bit sinister. But basically, your, your minions are at-risk undead. No, that's, that's abusive. At-risk um, elderly. At-risk... <laughs> the reason you're a necromancer is to use them more than once. <laughs> no. Um, no I'm, your, sorry, Karen.
1: Sorry, no, I'll, I'll, no I'll please, do please. After. Okay. Um, imagine an actual necromancer who's mm-hmm. in an old folks' home, extending mm-hmm. their lives
0: or oh, well, like a like a lich.
1: Yeah, like a lich, but like genuinely trying to be helpful. Mm. But extending their lives too far. Yeah. And like it's actually kind of a bad thing, kind of a good thing, but their minions are the elderly. I mean, if you look at a skeleton,
0: it's not like exactly spry. Yeah, that's true. So like maybe like they they're sort of preserving the skin on them. So like they they start looking worse and worse like once someone dies, they like you've maybe got like a month of use. Yeah. Out of them, um, but these so people th- are
1: living to 120 and then die.
0: Yeah. So I mean, having like you've got a slightly sinister version of it. You've got like the slightly good version of it, where it's like, um, well, I'm just taking care of these skeletons, and they're helping me come along. And like, so so basically, you're taking skeletons out on a field trip. <laughs> yes. And it involves them kicking the tar out of an orc.
1: You can do some really interesting stuff as well with the more tribal aspect of necromancy. Okay. Um things like ancestor worship and yeah. spirits rather than summoning zombies because zombies are almost inherently evil because they're rotting corpses and look gross and smell gross.
0: But this is Grandad Yeah. Granddad With... fought in the war and yes. now he's back.
1: Unlike bringing back ancient heroes for a second or two, yeah, to do an attack and then they fade back into the ether.
0: Sim- like simply rewrite magic missile as summon granddad.
1: Yeah, but can you can you imagine that like that you remember the in lord of the rings when they had their ghost army fighting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kind of half run, half fly. Mm. And their motions are all over exaggerated. Yeah. Imagine that just that sort of lunge of a ghost out from you.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think there, there's a lot of reskinning you can do. I think mm. I don't think enough people reskin spells.
1: No, they really don't. I'm saying
0: like like a
1: fireball is a great spell. You can make it into so many things.
0: You could make it into um, you, you throw a big ghost bomb or ghost ball. Yeah, just and like a, a, a really big ghost comes out and sets everything on fire.
1: Yeah, I mean, but you can also do things like gravity explosions.
0: Actually, come to think of it, fireball does fire damage, which you can swap out easily enough. But it doesn't set things on fire, does it? No, it doesn't
1: burn stuff. So it's anything that causes damage in an area
0: yeah oh easy enough, yeah
1: yeah you can just mess around with that
0: as much as you want the 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 other fun thing i've I've learned you can realize you can reskin arrows as spells, yeah, you can so go like, the other way like I'm an archer yeah cool right. i've I've got a wand it does d six damage i can do i can take archery feats with it. It's yeah. like no one's really gonna be, no one's gonna get too bent out of shape it's it's not like you're playing a competitive war game
1: no, like in a competitive war game there's there's a reason to have your models looking the the way they're equipped Because it's about recognition and about that, that Instantly
0: recognisable silhouette yeah. can, I, can I briefly take it aside To talk about my kill team Oh my god yes So Chris and I picked up the rules to kill team uh, Games Workshop's new expansion Well a standalone game from from Warhammer 40,000 Shooty uh, bang with less men Shooty bang, fewer peeps uh, You've got maybe like Between about 12 and th- Between 20 and 3 models aside. Um, is how many you, you have in a full force. And so Chris... So it's cheaper. It's cheap. You can afford to play it, maybe. You can just you can just buy it and play just that. And you spend you already, maybe 50 quid. It's great. You only need half as much terrain as well. Mm. It's really it's good. Um, and, and also that means that you can have multiple different forces. So that's good, isn't it? Anyway, um, we started playing and Chris went online and was like, I'm going to have a sisters battle army, there aren't any sisters battle models so I'm going to use Grey Knight's rules to represent them and buy some third party sister like models and they have on the models what they have, so this one with a flamethrower counts as a Grey Knight with a flamethrower Mm -hmm. all good, and I was like, yeah it's cool cool." and I'm like, I'm going to make an army of undead robots with ghosts in their heads and there's definitely no rules for that no so so I figured I'll use orcs I guess and I think the the wildest it got was one. This ghost counts as a flamethrower. Yes. And then two, these stairs with legs count as a rocket launcher.
1: That one made no sense.
0: Yeah, I just I just needed I needed him to have a rocket launcher. But that's yeah, that's so far out from what's useful. Yep. That I that I've kind of abandoned that as a, as a viable squad. Thank you. Uh, I think I'll just, <laughs> I, yeah, I think I'll just paint them up and they'll look nice. But I won't try and use them as as like for games. No, that's very wise. Mm. Anywho, what are we talking about? Necromancers? Yes, reskilling spells.
1: Non-McGrimdark necromancers.
0: Um, I think you've also got um, someone who is continually followed around by skeletons who doesn't really want to be. Okay, <laughs> like no like
1: slapping their hands no, away from the cake. Come tape. on,
0: but like we're in public. Uh, like the um, like the the person who's just like going on an outing for disadvantaged skeletons. <laughs> You've got someone who, like, whose mum was a witch, or whose mum was a skeleton and what have you, and now they are they un- unwillingly are followed around by skeletons and ghosts and zombies. They're haunted, effectively, and so you, as a player character, so uh, so the player character will be like, oh, I, re- I, re- I really wish there weren't all these ghosts around. I can't, I can't, I can't survive in normal society. I'm going to become an adventurer, mm. and then. As the player, you get to be like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna summon a skeleton, and then in the fiction, one of my ghosts invests a skeleton, and then is it invest the word? Invest. im possesses a skeleton and charges off and hits people. Yeah. And so you can you can sort of blur the lines between what your character wants and what they don't.
1: I really like the the image of that. Like, it's been a hard adventure. You're in, you go into the tavern, getting blind drunk. Mm-hmm. You you stag she staggers out of the out of the bar falls asleep in a churchyard mm-hmm. and she's woken the next morning by the screams of the townsfolk as all of the bones in the graveyard have formed an enormous throne and she's <laughs> asleep in it <laughs> just like one leg up on the side drool oh, no I idea quite, what's happened
0: i quite like that and well, like and, oh, oh no, like, again and like and like the skeletons of. Have like torn bits out of coffins to make a uh, to make a sort of mouldering cushion. Yeah, just like, on. she
1: just like pulls an arm and wrist off of the thing and starts hitting.
0: Go back, back, oh, no! <laughs> and then and like they, having to ride the throne out of there after it sprouts a load of legs as the, the town people chase chase her out.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll send them back when they're sorry. tired. <laughs>
0: Definitely that, like an un- an an un- un- an unwilling necromancer. Yeah, like like a necromancer from like an anime protagonist.
1: Yes, who's they're along for the ride because they can't just live in a city.
0: Yeah, and it causes problems at their new school. Yeah,
1: and their talents are useful, mm. but they also don't like their talents.
0: That um, sounds so fun. You've also got a like someone who's just really big into recycling. Yeah, just you know soldiers.
1: Did you kill that goblin? You killed that goblin? Yeah, green bin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Very easy to remember. Just Cork. green bin, all right? Now, does a goblin count as garden Waste?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but the dogs do. They go in the brown bin. Jesus Christ.
0: Uh, I've got a question for you. Ask me a question. Rantia or Rantilla, again, asks from mm-hmm. Reddit. What is the worst advice you've been given by a more experienced player or GM?
1: Um, essentially, work out ways to beat the players. Mm. I was told very, very early on by somebody who DM'd for my parents that, that D&D was, was a competitive system, mm. essentially. That the DM was supposed to be this cruel overlord thwarting plans and the players had to fight against that and
0: it's just not true it mainly seems to be an american thing though, doesn't it maybe they, this person like, was english to be fair oh sure sorry generally when i see that there's that there, there's like the idea of you like, punishing your players yeah they've been bad little boys and girls <laughs> okay well because it's, it's obviously <laughs> a fucking kink thing yeah um I think the worst advice i got um i was i was uh, my first ever g m guy called james Moran weapons grade asshole um <laughs> and a very interesting man I will have a drink with, but oh, not yeah. a nice person i think i think i don't think that he'd be upset i'm not certain no. i'm like he's not a nice person he's not a bad person by which i mean he's functioning well anyway <laughs> bag of ass james Moran. <laughs> Wow, um, he, he's sitting what,
1: there, all curled up
0: in bed. Just, it, it's just he's sitting there. Oh, you know what? I, I, oh, Grant's got a podcast. I remember. I used I used to run. I used to run a game for Grant. Have a listen to his. Po- wow. James has said one thing to me in ten years, which was to tell me my shoes weren't right. <laughs> <laughs> and those are my favorite fucking shoes. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um Anyway, he he was my G, my first GM for, for Slay Industries, a similarly punishing game, and uh, I was chatting to him about playing Wushu um, because uh, I'd uh, I'd played Wushu with you, Chris, once, mm-hmm. and I was saying I was interested in running a campaign and I was explaining Wushu how it's like you uh, have to. The players give examples of um, actions and details about the scene and that gives them more dice, and it's, made, it's mainly just a way of it's a, it's a way of narrative pacing and describing a, a fight scene, building in in, uh, in detail and excitement. And he's like, nah, I don't won't work. Sorry, won't work. Can't rely on the players for that sort of thing. Never rely on the players to come up with to come up with details." It's like, wow. oh. All right, but like I remember, I had th- gone over a little bit early because my bus was early or something, and I was sitting down, and I was like, I was quite excited because I because this was the first game I was, I was planning on running ever, and so I was like, Oh, I'm going to chat to James about this game. I was like, nope. and it completely knocked the wind out of my sails. Yeah, I, think, I can imagine like, it. Words. I think, like, honestly, that that set me back like six months to a year <laughs> <laughs> in terms of in uh, a little bit, certainly in in terms of writing and running games. That, that was uh, like, of course, you can trust the player to come up with things. It's absolutely fine. I think it's time I asked your question then. Yes, do that. <laughs> you said do, the most suspicious. Of do me. that thing to do me.
1: Thing. Luxie says my GM te- tells me how I'm thinking and feeling, and it's driving me nuts. I want to form my own opinions. Where does that disembodied voice come from? Spooky. Ooh. Being ignored and talked over a whole lot, having great ideas than a male player repeating them, and being lauded as some kind of fuzz king genius. <laughs> I love fuzzking
0: genius, but what I like so. it. I might start using fuzzking
1: so a bit like real life, I guess, having to poke other players and tell them to get off their phones and blow well or pay attention, it sucks all the energy out of the room
0: Hi Luxie so you sound you sound like a genuine martyr, yeah,
1: <laughs> sitting through this crap.
0: Um, I think primarily that like one, this is the GM's job. Uh, like everyone, for the second bit, the GM is responsible for managing the tone of the game, and so you don't have the power as a player to properly negotiate that. It's quite difficult, and I think like in a lot of groups that I'm in, I operate from a like as an older or more experienced person, and I'm a perpetual GM. So if needs be, I can sort of step in and and take that but yeah. it also sounds like um you're being talked over a lot <laughs> yeah, which
1: is just annoying i it's one of the things that i hate the most
0: yeah like i get talked
1: over because cuz i'm massively introverted yeah. i get talked over a lot
0: plus plus i'm your best friend so and i talk over people for, like for a living
1: yeah and it happens quite a lot and it does drive me insane i'm sorry no 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 not from you necessarily it's Cool okay. um but I think one of the ways that I've kind of balanced it out is to really focus on the person who's getting talked over
0: regardless right, of who's yeah. talking. Yeah. Try so and draw there's people some in. Some kind
1: of solidarity there, like I'm getting talked over, you're getting talked over, let's talk.
0: Yeah. Yeah for and sure. And ignore
1: Ta- any other intrusions into that Conversation.
0: I, uh, I, the, the first time I met someone in an, in Australia, I was I was describing my character. It was it was, it was it was it was like it was the first. It wasn't like I was saying, oh my my, my paladin's twelfth level. Uh, we were we were playing a role playing game. We were introducing mm. our characters, and I got ha- I got halfway through the first sentence, and he immediately started describing his character, unconnected to mine. Wow. And, like, I was I was really taken aback, and I was like, oh, you just gonna you're just gonna talk over me, and to his credit, he didn't stop or acknowledge anything I'd said. Wow! Like he just kept it. <laughs> wow. I was so impressed. with It, it was like, okay, well, I guess we are. Okay, okay.
1: you're really just going to balls your way through this, aren't you? Huh? That's
0: that's the way this has happened. And like and like, for to a certain extent, if you're coming in and meeting new people, you get one chance to make, like to make an impression. And if you're feeling a little bit self-conscious, then if you interrupt someone and it's like they're they're choosing to raise the stakes then the only option the one option you've got is you better and say hey I'm sorry please carry on I, I shouldn't have interrupted you that makes it a bit awkward or you can just carry on you just style it out Simon
1: <laughs> wow nimming names
0: ah well you know I don't, I don't think he listens he's too busy interrupting people <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah like it's... the core of this is the GM tells me how I'm thinking and feeling That's yes the, yes yes bad GMing well, if they're doing it all the time, yeah, to the point that 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 this person wants to form their own opinions,
0: mm. yeah, I think I think that there's 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 a there's a back and forth, and, and like clearly the GM isn't doing it in a fun way. As, no. Luxy, as Luxy writes, okay, so I have kind of an issue with this, um, actually related to Simon who GM'd a game. <laughs> Um, so he uh, he was doing a game when we were in Australia, and one of the things he'd do was he'd tell characters when they were scared, mm-hmm. or or he or or he'd be like, okay, you're on five hit points, you feel like shit, you feel absolutely terrible. And the problem with hit points is they're they're an abstract thing, yeah. And so one of the characters was playing a blacksmith, and his deal was that he was really roughy tufty. And so and so Simon was like, okay, you feel like shit, and the, and the, the player was like, no, I don't. No, actually, actually, I'm not bothered by this, and for, like from a player, that was really frustrating to me because the g m was trying to establish something, and the players were refusing it. The players were knowing rather than yes ending, but also the g m has full control over everything in the world aside from the space in between your character's ears, yeah, that's the one place you've got, and so like from from an improvising point of view from a um, from a role playing point of view, I try and stay receptive and open to having the g m give me ideas about how I feel and what i do um because that can that that can build a story forward but it does it does involve a huge amount of trust in the g m if they just tell you everything you think and feel and don 't let you form your own opinions there 's no point in you being there
1: no it 's just they 're running your character uh. But Also I, I take great umbrage when people when DMs tell me how my character is mm. is interacting with something because it also shows that they don't have the trust in me to make an informed decision. Go on. So if I'm playing call of Cthulhu and I, and I'm a librarian and I see a tentacled horror charging towards me, yeah, I don't need to be told that I'm terrified. Mm. Like there's a level of trust that the player is going to react in accordance with the tone of the game and within the rules of the universe. Yeah. To that situation. It's not, well, this is no bother. Pushes glasses up up nose. I'll just <laughs> punch it to death. <laughs> like that doesn't happen. You know you can. In,
0: in in a pulp game perhaps, but in a not pulp in this game, sta- yeah, yeah, but
1: also I'm still I'm still just like a scrawny librarian. Bring
0: me my boxing gloves.
1: I have no weapons. Like yeah. I am scared. I am going to run. You yeah. don't need to tell me.
0: Yeah, um, it's and like I think like a lot of that comes down to description as well. So like like the GM inferring and saying, "Hey, this is really scary," like and and saying uh, describing as scary, and, it's, yeah. and like, it's it's big and tentacled and greasy and awful and it's got two thousand teeth. What do you do? Rather than you are scared. Yeah, exactly. It's showing like, not a, telling, right? There's a
1: huge difference between between saying you meet an orc. You are scared of the orc, mm-hmm. and there is an orc that's at least one and a half times bigger than a normal orc. Mm-hmm. It's caked in blood, and it's dragging a huge mace behind it.
0: Mm.
1: One of those is scary. Yeah. One of those is an orc that you're told you're scared of.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a bit like it's it's tricky, and I think like. Uh, something I've started doing in games is saying alright your character fancies this character why <laughs> um, uh, or like and, and like I think I think like turning it back on the player and, and saying this orc is scary why is it scary to you and then yeah. you can have a discussion about that and if they're oh actually I really don't want to be scared of the orc then fine we can move that forward but, but yes yeah, I think it also- comes down to showing and telling and reading your players and being able to craft an immersive story with them that they can get into and explore and enjoy
1: and also, that's part of the agreed-upon level of interaction for your games.
0: Mm.
1: In, that, well, in that unwritten contract.
0: Now, the problem is, all the advice we've given is great if Luxy's GM listens to this podcast, which I assume they don't.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm getting
0: to that. Okay.
1: That's what I'm saying. like Yours is written into that contract. In this yeah. situation, I don't, think this, I, I don't think this is.
0: Mm. Um
1: so like one way is just to carry on regardless. Mm-hmm. Just literally ignore the GM. <laughs> I've done it before in games occasionally. <laughs> you just like you carry on talking to somebody going, Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna jump over this. What's the role for that <clears throat> GM? Thanks. And so then you like, carry on
0: Like you 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 GM your own games. Yeah,
1: essentially. You kind you, of you, you kind form of micro GM that yeah.
0: interaction. Mm. Um
1: but, I mean, the main way is just is just to go... Just every single time they interrupt you. Yeah. Yell at the top of your lungs, <laughs> stop interrupting. Um, and then carry on, like, in a normal tone.
0: I, I think as well, like, it's tricky to... It's tricky to have that because, like, the, the idea is that you don't want to make a scene, right? You don't yeah, want to disrupt the, the social concept, flow of yeah. things. And that's how people get away with interrupting and how people get away with all sorts of shit. And I think it's very difficult for um, women... Uh, and non-binary folks to ex to, to throw their weight around in the situation because they, they they don't have that level of social currency yeah to spend like the, the the level of social currency you get in your pocket just for being a dude um and like some of the things which i've seen uh, are, the, the way i've seen is is, is, is is rather than tackling yourself speaking to other players and saying can you support me in this and so um if someone talks over someone once once that person's finished the rest of the group says, all right, Luxy, you were saying something. What was that? Yeah, that's something I, like, and, I always try and do. Yeah, and like and, and giving people room and permission to speak um, because some people don't allow them that.
1: Yeah, my, my favourite with that is the timing of it. Mm-hmm. So the, you're talking, yeah. cool idea going out there. Mm-hmm. Dude interrupts you. Mm-hmm. Simon! <laughs> stop, stop ragging on Simon. <laughs> um, the dude interrupts you, and what they're describing has needs a resolution. Right. It needs a dice roll. It needs something for the GM.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What you want to do is time your, like, so you were saying, mm-hmm. after he's finished talking, mm-hmm. but before the resolution. Why's that? First off, it's a it's a it's a nicely timed fuck you.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And secondly, quite often people will just forget because <laughs> <laughs> you've just done your thing. And then, all well, their bluster had no effect, and that—that's yeah. how you get it just right.
0: Yeah, nice, good. I think I think I think that's that's a nice thing to end on.
1: <laughs> the petty timing of <laughs> of uh, the petty timing
0: of social justice. Mm-hmm. Thank Easy you to your advantage. Thank you for listening to our podcast, hearty dice friends. We are Grant Howard and Christopher Taylor as a sort of hive mind. Mm. We are. (laughs) I was a bee. Great. I'm going to take that outro again, I think.
1: Oh, but I was a bee, asshole.
0: Okay, no, we'll leave it. We'll we'll leave the bee in. No, no, no. I can always make another bee noise whenever.
1: (laughs) I've got a limitless amount of bee noises in my back pocket.
0: If you want to send us a question, you can get in touch on HDF podcast on Twitter. You can also uh, send us an an email to heartydicefriends at gmail.com. Uh, oh, I think there's a form available somewhere
1: There's a form available on Well,
0: We used to have a link to it but I can't find the link anymore I had to literally job. google search Ask the Hearty Dice Friends a question If you go to the website, it's on there I don't, It's somewhere on the website I don't know where <laughs> Good luck, is what I'm saying
1: um, <laughs> It's our own website i
0: i'm the least tech savvy person here i it, it's the least my fault it's the least your fault i like yes. that also if you want to support us um, you can go to Patreon.com forward slash hearty friends and slow us some money come along and join the just. come along and join the discord the or, discord uh, the discord as it's, as its called yeah uh and you know hang out chat about stuff we all, we're always having a nice chat on there um and uh you can, you can ask us direct questions, which is probably the easiest, most efficient way to do it. Yeah.
1: And if you ever go to our website, what you want to do is click on the button that says Ask the Heity, Hearty Dice Friends a Question.
0: You're the Heighty Dice Friend. I'm
1: the Heity Dice Friend. You're the Hearty Dice Friend. And <laughs> your heart probably works.
0: Uh, so, with no further ado, goodbye. Goodbye.